So this is our next episode of Pro Focus. We have Shamit Shom here. Shamit, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this entire thing. No problem, no problem. So, Shamit, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, but let's just start off for people that don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, some supplementary questions like where you're from, uh, where you grew up playing, your position, and maybe your favorite club team. And I'll go through those in case you forget any of, any of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm 20 years old from 21 years old from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I played youth football for Southwest United. Um, my favorite team, my favorite team right now is Arsenal. I'm a big Arsenal fan, and I've been that way for the past 10, 15 years. Love that, love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And um, your position? Where do you play on the field? Uh, I play as a center mid, awesome. preferably as a box to box. Sometimes as a six, but I really prefer either one. That's great. That's great. And um, where are you playing right now? Uh, right now, I'm with the Montreal Impact. Awesome. Uh, going into my third year with them. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, Shamit, we'll get into all of that, and we'll talk a little bit about your background. But who's someone? You said you're a midfielder. Who's someone you look to on the pitch? Um, someone that you might try to emulate your game after. Someone you might have watched when growing up. You said you're a midfielder. Who's someone that you try to you you watch a lot? Yeah, I mean, someone that I grew up watching a lot was Cesc Fabregas, actually. Okay. I, was, I was a big fan of him, and once he flipped to the other side for Chelsea, I kind of kind of <laughs> lost it. But, I mean, besides that, all, all, all the time, I used to watch Iniesta. I mean, he's so good, and I think everybody knows how, how good he is on the ball and whatnot. So those are probably the two main guys. Definitely. And where do you like playing more? Do you like playing the six more? Do you like playing the eight? Um, what's, what's your preference? Yeah, I like playing the eight a lot more just because I feel like I can be more involved with the attack going forward and, you know, getting in both sides of the box and just being more more present in the game definitely and um who's someone who's your biggest inspiration so we talked about maybe players that you looked on but this could be like a mother a father who's someone who's someone that you look up to or has uh, helped you on your soccer journey one, man. i mean i mean obviously it's a tough one but i think i obviously i can say my parents for all, yeah. like, for all they've done you know they've came from they've immigrated they're they're like the first first generation in canada obviously and so they had a lot of stuff to do when they immigrated here to create like a good, you know, lifestyle for me and my sister. And I think that was really the foundation that helped me um, get to this level, just because they were always doing what they could for me. So I think that's the best I can I can say or think of. That's awesome. And where did they immigrate from? Uh, they moved from Bangladesh. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we're gonna get into a little bit now about your youth soccer in Edmonton. Um, so you played, you mentioned the club that you played for, it just slipped my mind, but so you play, grew up playing in Edmonton. What was that like? What was youth soccer in the prairie, um, in a, in a prairie province, I would say, and the limitations and some benefits that you had? Yeah. I mean, I think the youth soccer in Edmonton growing up was actually very good. We've got a lot of, a lot of talented players in the prairies and I think it, it shows in the way, you know, there's a lot of professional footballers from Edmonton Definitely. and from Alberta in general. But I think there's even more to come, and we'll see that with the CPL coming. Because I think um, it's a it's a it's a pretty hot soccer bed, just not very well known. But I mean, facilities wise, it was all good. But obviously, I think we were a bit slow to start building, you know, like the indoor soccer domes and stuff. But mm-hmm. you'll see like that's starting to pop up now, and so it's it's great to see that. And I think it's getting even better now, so it's exciting. That's incredible. That's incredible. And so when you were playing at when you were playing in Edmonton, were you always considered a top player? Were you playing on the provincial teams? Like were you representing Alberta on the provincial teams, or how did your youth soccer kind of start? Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was pretty interesting. I kind of started off off the radar for, for a long time until I was about 
16 or 17 is when I started, you know, gaining a bit of an attention. And the first time I was called up to, to the provincial team was uh, U16. That's okay. when, that was the first time I made the squad. Gotcha. And that was actually the last year that provincials happens. And then from there, I kind of, I kind of uh, shot up the ranks a bit. And so that was great. But yeah, not until 16 or 17 was I starting to get, you know, get noticed. And I think I just started to realize like a change in my like playing style, my ability. Probably when I was, you know, 15 or 16, I realized I could really, you know, maybe take this somewhere. Yeah, and 15 and 16 is kind of late. Like when you talk about now, you're only 21 now, so that was literally four years ago, um, which is which is kind of crazy to think about. How did that? Um, so when you were playing you, so when you were playing soccer when you were nine or 10 years old, where were you playing? Do you think it was because of the certain club teams you were playing with, or was it strictly your ability? You think you really just got better at that at that point? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I think everything, all the environments that that I was in at that whatever age I was was were all pretty good. I mean, like when I was nine or ten, I played for played, played for Smart Spark South of Sting, and those were developmental clubs to get you to like the top club teams, I guess. And gotcha. eventually, you know, I played. I started playing for Southwest United, which is one of the biggest teams I've been in, especially for our age, our age group. I was too when I was twelve, and I was with them since. And I was always, I was always, you know, doing pretty well there. But I guess. I guess there was there were just so many good players that I guess it took it took a while for people to start realizing what, who I was as a player and um, it's 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 interesting to see like how it was, it was really late but I mean everything happens for a reason and as long as it it all worked out now I'm, I'm happy. That's incredible. And so then you went on and you obviously did well. So we'll talk a little bit about the provincial team. So how was that experience? Did How'd you guys do in that? Ter- which tournament did you play in? Do you remember yeah. any faces now that played that are like prominent faces now playing? Like, how was that? What was that tournament? Yeah, it was, uh, it, was in, it was in it was in Montreal, actually, which is interesting. It was in Laval. Okay. So that's actually a really interesting story. But yeah. Um, it was the, just the provincial national champ. Uh, it was just the national championships, and it was obviously all the provincial clubs were here and we were playing against each other. Our first game was against BC, and I remember actually scoring the first goal for that in, you know, like 20 minutes in, and that was a, it was a really good team goal. So like me and my buddies talk about it all the time because it was just like a really good memory we have of the entire thing. And uh, it was funny. I actually used to play right wing back then, but it was it was still fun. And I think you know we did pretty well. We made it all the way to the finals. Okay. And we lost in the finals to Ontario, but like it was really good. I feel like we, we turned some heads and like really, you know, showed well for for Alberta as a as a province. That's awesome. And to 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 boot, I know a lot of provincial programs, people that played on the provincial teams. There's normally a couple names that come out of those tournaments that you don't know at the time because you guys are just competing and you're young. But guys, for instance, like you and I remember when I played a couple provincial tournaments, like guys come out and you're like, wow, like I played against this guy when I was 15, 16. Was there anyone like that when you were playing on the provincial program? Yeah, I think uh, I think there were a couple guys. Honestly, nobody nobody that's really out out in the ranks and super high up but like it's funny to see like how like when i started when i started going out with the national team and like on all these with all, on all these trips with guys my age you know at the highest level like they all were at the tournament too but it's we didn't know each other we we could tell we they were we, they were good like obviously like it's funny like when we do like scouting reports for other provinces for the other provincial teams at that at that tournament yeah you know the, the specific guys that we would point out that we'd have to watch are guys that i'm playing with right now you know playing for <laughs> playing for the montreal impact that used to play you know provincially or like or at the Vancouver Whitecaps and stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, so, yeah. So then you transition. Um, you get into FC Edmonton. I think that's correct. Or did you go to Alberta first? 
I was yeah, I played for the uh, for the provincial team first. Yeah. The year following is when I uh, joined FC Edmonton. Gotcha. So I just wanted to make sure. So you're on FC Edmonton now. How did that whole process work? Did they did they see you after the provincials? Were like, Let, let's get this player in. How did that whole situation go down? Yeah, I don't know. It's actually I never really I never asked about that, but it's a it's a good thing I might have to bring up with Jeff later on. But um, I joined actually I joined the academy actually a year later than all the normal people my age did. Mm-hmm. It's again because I'm I was I guess a late, a late bloomer. Yeah, I joined when I was in grade eleven, and most guys joined going into grade ten, going into high school. So that's also interesting to start off with. But um, yeah, I think it happened after the after like provincials and stuff. And I think I think I might have been on the radar a bit uh, before that, but I think provincials and being a part of that provincial team is what really made uh made it happen and you know that's how it all got started that's incredible and so the the transition now when we talk to we have a lot of young listeners that tune into these podcasts and just want to know exactly how pro pro players and high level amateur players made it so what was the transition you're going through your regular club team you're training maybe three four times a week and then or two maybe three times a week and then you're in a professional environment what was the biggest change that you noticed I think it was just uh, just the standards that everybody has, the commitment that everybody has. Because obviously, when you change to something like that, where you go from training, you know, three or four, three times a week with your club team to a solid four or five, six days, mm-hmm. there's just that extra commitment that you're that you're committing, and from that comes a lot of hard work too on the training field. And I think that was a big difference. And it was just uh, the standards and everybody's discipline and you know focusing on their work during training and whatnot was was a lot higher. And I think that's how we improved. Gotcha. And so when you were on FC Edmonton, and again, you like you said, you're getting better. You're you're training more frequently now. Did you see a real growth in your game? Did you see like, did you notice things are started getting better in your own personal game? Or you're like, you know what? It's kind of just a better training environment, but uh, maybe not the development sides there. No, I mean both for sure. Like I, I remember, like the first year I joined, obviously there was a lot of really good players that were uh, our, the FC Edmonton academy was actually really really highly regarded there's a lot of talented players coming coming from there that went on to white caps and whatnot so i mean for me like the, my first year there was was tough because it's a diff, it was it was the next level you know but i could really tell by the end of the first year going into my second year that that i was getting a lot better and like i could like i could push just i could i could push past just playing you know varsity soccer and getting a full ride somewhere Definitely. to make you know pursuing this professionally and so it's it was great to see that and there's there's a lot of players like that too, and so I think that's the real benefits of having like professional environments and academies. Awesome. And FC Edmonton's academy. So I, you're from Edmonton, so I'm guessing you commuted to to practices every day. Yeah, it was a it was a tough it was a tough commute. I had to take the train all the time because I guess I, I didn't have a car back then, obviously. So and the train was pretty far because I live on the south side. Gotcha. Down, but yeah, I mean it was a, it was a long commute, but it's all part of the journey, I guess. And I actually looking back on it, I'm surprised that I was able to like surprise i surprised myself by by being able to you know make those commutes every day but but i'm glad i did and it all paid off that's great and my last question about us in the training environment so you said there were a lot of good players a lot of good guys were you guys divided into your own age group categories or did everyone train together how was the training environment yeah well well back then it was actually it was actually still it was actually pretty much all together just with the with the u18 program and i think that i got lucky because i really benefited the younger age groups coming in so you know i was training with 96s 95s and the guys on the, the guys on the academy at that time were guys that were you know either pushing for the first team right away or like they won they won national championships with their club like for juventus and stuff there's a lot of guys like that who are playing who, are, who i was training with now Makes and sense, i think yeah. that was a big difference and obviously now they, they kind of broke it up into u18s u16s 
But back then, for me, it was pretty much just one big group of guys. And that's what made it more intimidating and, and harder, I guess. But I think that's what made it a lot better as well for me, too. That's great. That's great. So you spend some time at FC Edmonton, then you... You end up going to Alberta for a year, from what from what it sounds like. How did that happen? Were you were you looking to stay local? Were there any other interests from other schools? How did that whole situation break down? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew I knew the University of Alberta coach for a long time. He was actually one of the guys that I think believed in me from the very beginning. Probably when I was twelve or thirteen, he was he was uh he was he was obviously the University of Alberta head coach all the time. But like he would always come to our trainings and and help coach our sessions and. He's a very good friend of mine. He's, you know, he's someone that I've looked up to a lot as well because of, you know, what he's done for the university. And so I think that was actually a big reason for why I wanted to go for the University of Alberta is because it's because of it's because of Vlad Vickery. Um, he was a big mentor growing up for me. Um, and then just on top of that, I wanted I wanted to stay local. I thought it'd be good to stay close to my to my friends and family because family is a, a very big deal, I guess, in our in our culture. But um, ter- in terms of interest, there was there was little interest from from like NCAA schools, but. But not really, to be honest. And I think it's because it's tough to get exposure from from the prairies compared to maybe being in Toronto, or even in Toronto. There, I don't even think there's enough exposure. Definitely. So, so it was tough to get you know decent decent scholarship opportunities to go to go play, you know, in the states. So I decided to stay local, and I'm I'm glad I did. Yeah, and you had a great year. Um, even though it was just one year, you had a fantastic year. One Canada West Rookie of the Year. Um, I know the team did pretty well. So, what do you attribute that to? Were there some guys on the team that kind of helped you transition there? And just talk about that year in general and how you guys did. Yeah, I mean that year was you know it was one of the one of the best seasons I've had. Not just you know playing wise, but I think just in terms of being a t- being a, uh, being a team, like it was great to have like that team bond and. You could tell we were all brothers up there, and obviously we still keep in touch. And so, um, there's a lot of guys that made the made the transition easy, obviously, because you know a lot of guys came from the SCM Edmonton Academy. Yeah. They went there. They joined the university program before me the year the year before, a couple years before. So I mean, it was a pretty easy transition. It was it was just it was just cool to be a part of a team and have like a purpose and and it's it's hard. It's a grind because you're in school too, you know. So you have that extra that extra bond because it's not just like you're playing soccer together. You're going to school together. You're you're all kind of you know, on that mission and on that, on that grind where it's, it's tough to do both, but you know, those are the guys you're doing with. So you create a real uh, brotherhood. Definitely. And who were some guys on the team that, that you played with uh, on Alberta? Um, a couple guys, Connor James, he just got drafted. Yep. Um, Ajay, Ajay Cabra, he's a, he's a baller. I think we'll see his name up in the CPL soon. Um, a lot of guys, I'm trying to think of more, a lot of guys who, a lot of guys who, for me who played, who I played with, in the FCM into program as well. So, uh, that's awesome though. That that that's a just that list alone is you had a pretty talented team. How did you guys do that year? Uh, we did pretty well. We made, we made it all the way. We got knocked out a bit early, which was disappointing. But I mean, we did we did well. The thing the the funny thing is the year after I left, the team actually won the entire championship. So that says a lot about the talent of the team and maybe yes. how I guess we could have we could even say we underperformed the year before. But, I mean, yeah, it was a very talented team, man. That's good. That's good. And Alberta's still, even this year, we just started covering this year again, did really, really well in the in the group stage. Fell off a little bit in the playoff, but it's strong program. And the, the talent that's been that's come through that program is pretty incredible. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we'll we'll talk about now. So you played some. You played for Team Canada. So U20 and U23s. Um, how was that experience again? How did the whole situation go down? Do you get a phone call? Did they say they saw you somewhere? How did you get selected for a Team Canada? Yeah, honestly, I, I have no idea. It was, it was pretty cool. I just remember you know Jeff kind of mentioned the idea of it, how it might happen, and I was like, okay. And it kind of caught me by surprise because 
I really had no idea. And then I just remember getting an email one day that says, you know, you have to fill out this general information. It's from Counter Software. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and I got the email for the first camp for you know the first camp that I'd be going to, and it was in France. And I was like, this is pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, I don't really know how it happened. I don't know how they saw me. I think you know it was probably just because I was doing well with Edmonton that you know when they reached out to all the professional clubs, you know Jeff was the one that recommended me, and I think. You know, being a part of that program, going to my first national team camp and, you know, doing well there was probably a really, really big indicator for me that, you know, maybe I should try going pro because up until that moment, even when I first joined FC Edmonton, the academy and stuff, I really was just, you know, hoping I could get a full ride somewhere and, you know, finish my school. But then I think that national team camp kind of turned things around where I was like, I really want to be a part of this. I want to keep being a part of this. And I want to, you know, so I want to push myself to be at the best level so that I can be, keep being a part of the program and stuff. And I think that's what really was another big trigger for me to, to start pushing for a professional contract. That's great. And just showing you that, like, one of those opportunities can just really change something in a player's career is, is fantastic. Um, I just want to talk a little bit more about the camp. So how was the camp? Where did you feel, wow, these guys are really talented? Did you know really anyone going in? How was the environment? I just want to know exactly how the camp kind of went down. Yeah, um, it, was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I went with a couple guys from the academy, too. Okay. Uh, one of those guys was Noah Cunningham. He just got drafted to the CPL. He got drafted by Edmonton. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a big talent. So we went on that trip together, and it was pretty pretty eye opening for us because it's just a different environment. And some of those guys were already in better environments than us. You know, maybe in MLS academies or or in European environments. And you could tell there was a difference in their approach, everything, and they were always a bit more like serious about their football, which was which is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, once we got on the field. I didn't. We didn't notice much. I didn't notice much, much difference, and and I think that was that was promising. And then when the games came around, you know, I thought I, I ended up doing pretty well there. And so I think, you know, it was great to see that guys from you know from from the FC Edmonton Academy could could you know match the others, match the other programs and stuff. And I think it's a big sign that there's more to come from the academy, and uh, there's a lot of talented guys from Edmonton. A hundred percent. And to roll on that question now, is it? Do you guys feel that way in Edmonton, especially on FC Edmonton, um, not being affiliated with one of the MLS giants like the Vancouver Whitecaps, the Montreal Impact, the Toronto FCs? What do what are your takes on, for instance, I'm from the GTA, so I we have a club, Toronto FC, and uh, they attract a lot of the top players. What is it like coming from a province in the prairies when you guys hear of, oh, he's a TFC player, oh, he's a Whitecaps player? Um, is that something that you guys strive for, or is it more like you know what we want to show them up and show that we we ball as much as they do? Yeah, I think I, I mean I think at that at that time maybe it was at that time back back then it was it was tough because I think you know all the all the top players from wherever from the prairies would end up being scouted to go to Whitecaps. Yes. So at FC Evans back then the academy was kind of up and coming. You know, it was the ones that were trying to match it. So I think maybe back at the time it was like. You know, we want to push for that environment, but this is what we have. We have to, we have to make the best of it. Now, I think, now I think it's, it's a lot better. I think you see a lot of guys who actually decide to stay in Edmonton than, than go join uh, MLS clubs because they know that the training is just as good here. They probably have a decent, a better chance, if not, you know, just as the same a chance to push for a professional contract here as well, especially now with the CPL, obviously. So I think there's a big, uh, the stigmatism been changed that, you know, we can that FC Edmonton the academy can ball out just as much as any other professional environment and stuff. So I think that's good, good to see as well. That's incredible. That's incredible. So you get back from the camp now, and I don't know when the transition happened, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. But I just remember seeing you, young kid, going to the MLS Combine and basically putting your name in. 
how did that going playing for University of Alberta? It's kind of like a untold story, really, but it's crazy that a U Sport player just jumps ship and goes to the MLS Combine and puts his name in. How did that whole situation go down? Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty cool. But what happened was so after the University of Alberta, I I actually played professional for F- with FC Edmonton for for a full season. Okay. So what I did, what I did was for the for the fall semester, which is when the youth sports season goes on, is I played for the University University of Alberta. Yeah. And during the winter semester, while taking classes, I, I I played professionally with Edmonton. I trained with them and you know did all the stuff there. So I played a full season with there. Got close to thirty professional games games in that environment. And and then after that after that season during that off season. Um, MLS just just came calling and was like, "Would you like to, you know, possibly go into the combine and enter the draft and, and try this thing out?" And I, it took a long time for me to decide on it, honestly, because I was happy in Edmonton and I was happy with you know how much I was playing and I was happy to be at home, especially. Definitely. But I mean, but I guess in the end we decided to take the risk just to see what happens and you know take the opportunity and I'm glad I did. And then just like that, I, it, it it all happened so fast. I ended up in the combine. I ended up getting drafted to Montreal. Flew out to Montreal and. I've been here since. Yeah, that's that's a crazy story. It's it, yeah. to you, it's like it just happened. But a, an outsider's perspective, it's 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 truly phenomenal. Literally yeah. playing youth sports, playing professional, and then going out to the combine, putting your name, testing your name in the water in the MLS. How yeah. was the combine? How was the whole experience? What are some takeaways that you you got from it? Um, where are some positives, maybe some positives and negatives? Yeah, look, I mean, it's a it's a cool experience. The combine definitely for guys to all get a look from you know mls teams and it's it's intimidating it was intimidating for a guy like me even though i knew that you know i had professional games over these guys and i, I had what it takes just because they are all come from the same environment they all come from ncaa's they're all you know the, your typical like um university american athletes that are you know physically fit and whatnot yeah and so i felt i felt a bit out there i was like this is like i'm a different i'm different you know but I mean, I think I held my own, obviously, there, and it was it was it was cool to be a part of. But I think it's you know, if I if I say a negative about it, it's I think you know they should they should see if they can you know put in proper scouting to maybe just pull the best the best of the best in out of the combine and sign them straight up if clubs are interested in them rather than going through the draft. I think that's what it could get to eventually, maybe to a more like European standpoint. But, Makes sense. Because um, it's hard it's hard to get noticed, especially for a guy like me who came from you know FC Edmonton, not from college. So clubs weren't really scouting me before that, before the combine. They didn't really know who I was before the combine. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough. But I think it's great that it actually gives everybody a taste, everybody a fair chance to to come to the combine. And there's a lot of guys who actually would show up to the combine, do very well when you know nobody really knew who they were, mm-hmm. and then get get a professional contract just like that. So it is good because you know you could find diamonds in the rough and and expose like talented players who might not get exposed. But it also you know could be a negative because some guys who who maybe have the talent aren't showing it or just aren't getting a chance to show enough of it on the day. So, I mean, there's, it's both, there's both positive and negatives for sure. A hundred percent. And even for you, and I think this, I don't think this is articulated enough, but most players at the combine are seniors in American university. For instance, we, we talked a little bit before we're, we're talking now, but I had a teammate who was my age. I'm, I was born in 1994 and um, he was at the combine, the same combine you were at, but you're four years younger. Um, so it's a totally different ball game. Just the the physical, the physicality, like you mentioned before, you're being a player four years from now. That that would be like you going into the combine now with <laughs> all the experience that you have. What is, do you think that was kind of a, a drawback for you? Do you think that's something that you you kind of relinquish and was something that you were trying to show scouts and show coaches? Like, listen, I'm I'm competing with these guys and I'm four years younger. Yeah, I mean. 
at that point, I don't think I was too worried. Like, I, I, I had confidence in my abilities. I knew what I'd done the past season with FC Edmonton. I, I trusted myself, and I don't think I was too worried about it. Obviously, you could tell there's, you know, there's a bit of a physicality difference, especially the way they train at American universities, you know, to get guys fit and strong. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I felt, I felt good. As soon as we got on the field, I felt confident in myself. I felt good. And it wasn't a really big factor that, you know, that I really thought about. That's good. That's good. So you get picked up by um, by Montreal. What is that whole process like? Now you got to move away from home. So you just mentioned family is so close to you and family means so much. Now you're moving away from home. What? How did that all go down? Did they notify you that, hey, we're going to be looking to pick you up? How was that whole process? Yeah, it was kind of a whole whirlwind process. I mean, you pretty much just, you pretty much don't know. They pretty much keep you in the dark, all MLS teams in general, until until you're at the draft or close to the draft. So I pretty much knew, you know, built like late on in the draft is when I re- when I knew I'd be one of Montreal. It was pretty cool to see. And it was pretty exciting uh, to be a part of it. And after that, it was all just a whirlwind experience. Honestly, I went back to Edmonton for probably a week before we had to report for preseason. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, just like that, I'm in Montreal. Moved in. Um, trying. Well, in the hotel, obviously they keep you in a hotel until you find um, a living accommodation. So I was in a hotel for a couple of weeks trying to find out where to live and whatnot. It was crazy, but uh, it was fun to, be, to experience the entire thing, and it was it was a tough adjustment period at first. Probably the first four or five months solid were, were difficult, just because I was living alone. I had to learn how to cook on my own. Oh wow! Clean the house on my own, and just like be away from family. So it was it was tough, but um, I think it's something I think it's something that I look back on now was great to happen because I really felt like I grew I grew up a lot as an individual, not just you know on the soccer side, but just as an individual and being more independent and whatnot. That's crazy, like. Being a professional, literally living, and I couldn't believe you didn't have a roommate, which is insane to me, but living on your own um, and just showing up to training every day and going home and you're only 18 years old. How, does it, do you feel like it, your pro career affected your social life? Like you don't get to go to the party, the, the high school parties with your friends or the college parties that your friends might go to. Like you go to training, you come home and you're, that's it for it. Like, did you feel like it, that affected you in any way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different, and you're missing out on, on certain experiences and, you know, social experiences in your social life, but at the same time, it's, you know, you have to look back and be like, what am I actually a part of? And that's the being a part of a professional environment and an amazing one at that, and I think that's something that not everybody gets, so you have to look at, you know, the positive side. And obviously, like, it, it would suck sometimes when I, when I saw my friends all, like, having a good time back in Edmonton or whatnot, but, you know, those are some of the sacrifices I guess you make, and... You know, I, I think I think they were worth it in because you know, look where I am now and look look at like the environment I'm in, and I think it's an it's an amazing experience for me and an amazing opportunity to keep pushing for for more. Hundred percent. And we'll talk about Montreal now. So you've been at the Montreal Impact for a little bit of time now. How has that whole experience been? What are what are you doing on the day to day, and how have you adjusted? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great so far. The the facilities are are amazing. The staff is all really nice and stuff, and you know, the players are awesome, the players are talented, the players are cool, they're really cool with, like, the younger guys, because obviously I'm one of the younger guys on the team, but, I mean, I feel I feel good, I feel like the first year was tough, it was the first, like, transition transition year, second year I started getting into a groove, and now I'm hoping the third year can be, you know, can, can be my best, but daily life, the daily life, man, is crazy, when I first, when I first, my first year, um, you know, obviously I came from, before that I was playing, playing for FC Edmonton professionally while going to school so I was, I was pretty much busy all the time and hanging out with friends and whatnot yeah and then to go from all that to just you know you train in the morning you come home I really like felt like I lost like my purpose of, of like I, I don't know what I was doing because you have so much free time <laughs> no of course but, uh, you know obviously it took me a while to get used to I, I got into video games a lot which could have been for the better or for the worse back then <laughs> I think it was for the 
for the worst, but now I balance it a lot more, so it's for the better. And uh, no, now I just now I have a good balance. You know, I'm taking some classes still, and so I have that balance between showing up to work every day and also you know having other things to do so that you're not always thinking about soccer because I think you do need to have be able to separate those because I found in my first year if you're just thinking about soccer and if it's not going the way you want it to be, that can destroy you too because it affects your life at home and you know the way you behave, the way you treat your body and whatnot. So. I think it was huge to have, you know, a different a different thing to do or a different hobby. So I That's think that perfect. was great. That's perfect. And you you mentioned classes. Do you mean like academic classes or are you going to like a like a yoga class or something like that? Oh uh, yeah, academic classes. I think I mean I think yoga classes could be a good alternative. But, <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, classes at Concordia University in Montreal. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So continuing that career, what are you studying or is it just like general education? Uh, I'm studying electrical engineering right now. That's what I did at U of A. So I thought I'd keep that going while I was here and uh, instead of restarting I guess my my undergraduate that's terrific that's terrific and how do you have to go in for tests or are they pretty accommodating because you you are a professional player how does that whole situation play about yeah I mean I think I think all all youth sports athletes can relate to this and that you know like they are accommodating the professors but if you got an exam to write if you have a lab to go to you can't you can't really miss those and so you know, it's been it's been tough the way I have to make sure I can schedule everything to work properly because obviously I'm not gonna miss you know training the like the impact training. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's been it's been good. They've been flexible at times. When I, when I obviously, if I have to mix classes, it's okay. But you know, final exams they've been okay at times if I've had to you know shift the date a little. Um, but for the most part, it's been it's been me on my my own making sure that I can I can do everything and attend everything that I have to. That's incredible. That that blew me away right there. I'm surprised that you're even still in school. You you've obviously been raised right. That's 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 good stuff, man. Congratulations to you. No problem. So this is a perfect transition. We're going to tr- transition to the FTF drill zone now. So we do this with everyone that comes on to our podcast. It's literally just about six questions that we're going to ask. Um, we're going to just ask you for one word answers right now. Then we're going to go through all of them and talk about uh, why you answered for which. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. So the first question, best Canadian player you've ever played with? Atiba Hutchinson. Okay. Adidas or Nike? Adidas. Uh, first team you would pick in FIFA? Arsenal. Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Favorite fast food place? McDonald's. Two goals in a game or one goal and one assist? One goal and one assist. Okay, that was it. Those were some confident answers. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll, it wasn't too bad. Right? Yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. It wasn't too bad at all. So we'll go through them right now. Atiba Hutchinson, what made him stand out? Um, Canadian legend, obviously, but what what was different that he did compared to others? I think just, just everything he does, the way he, you know, he acts, the, the way he acts outside of, like, off the field. The way he acts in training and like the focus he has, and I mean the way he trains when, when we were watching is he just he didn't make mistakes. Everything he did was clean. He he was one of the hardest working. You know what I mean? And for yeah. a guy like that who's so high up the ranks and such a legend to be, you know, grinding it out just with everybody else putting in the hard work, it was it was really inspiring. And his technical ability, like it goes so it's so underrated at times, I guess, because there's there's nothing flashy about his game, but everything's just just clean. And yeah. so uh, it's very inspiring. That's great. That's great. And where did you play with him? Uh, I was in St. Kitts with the national team. That's great. A couple weeks ago, and so I got to experience that opportunity. It was great. And so I met a lot of, you know, really talented guys. But he stood out the most by far. 
That's incredible. That's great. And um, Adidas or Nike? Went with Adidas. Um, what shoes do you wear on the pitch? Adidas. Okay. Uh, nice, nice. Which um, which Adidas shoe do you wear? Um, I wear the Adidas, uh, the Adidas Predators, the oh. the leather version. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And were you always an Adidas guy, or did you did you flip back and forth between a couple couple different brands? Yeah, I think I flipped a, a couple times. I started off Adidas since uh, from like when I was twelve, and I actually used to wear the the old Predators. So yeah. That was cool. Um, I switched to Nike for a couple of years, you know, Tiempo's, Majisa's, tried them out, and I liked them, I guess, but I think when I saw, like, the new Predators being re-released, I was like, I need to, I need to start, I need to hop ship again, and then ever since that, I've been with Adidas, and I'm, I'm really happy. That's great, that's great. And first team you pick in FIFA, I'm a huge Arsenal fan, so I'm loving, I'm loving this Arsenal love that we're giving right now. Um, with a, we have the longest, we have the longest unbeaten record in Europe right now, so I'm pretty excited about that. But um, what's your formation then? Who do you, who are you putting up top? What formation are you using with Arsenal and FIFA? I keep a pretty, I keep a pretty uh, regular formation, regular four three three. Nice. Um, sometimes I switch to a to a four one two one two diamond just because it works well on FIFA, and I like to have. Know, Alba and uh, Lacazette up top together. So Definitely. That's that's got to be it. Probably four one two or two diamond man. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, favorite fast food place McDonald's. Um, obviously probably not frequenting there in the season. But what are you getting at McDonald's? What are you ordering? Yeah, I mean McDonald's. I think I had to say that just because that's probably the pit, the place I go to. Mo- I've been to most growing yeah. up, obviously. And so I think that's that's got to be the one. But what I order is always usually two junior chickens. Nice. And uh, ten piece chicken nuggets. They, That's probably my meal, but they, not often, not anymore, especially. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a good, good fast food meal here and there. There you go, there you go. And um, two goals or two goals or one goal and one assist. You chose the one goal and one assist. Um, why is that? Uh, I don't know. I think I think you know being a part of the build up to the goal and you know creating that assist is just as important. And that's the that's the view that I have, and that's I think the way that I play too. Um, I think maybe I mean I think it'd be good to, for me to get two goals, especially just because I need to do more of that in my career in general. But for sure, I think I'd, I'd say one goal, one assist, because you know I think assists are just as important as a goal in in order to you know get that goal in the first place. That's great. That's great. Um, so yeah, thank you for FTF Drill Zone. That was great. That was well done. I think that might have been the most confident for sure answered FTF Drill Zone. Most guys are like uh uh, but you were right to it. So that that was great. Awesome. Awesome. That was great. Okay, so just a couple questions left. Uh, Shamit, we're just my next question actually is, what can we expect from you, or what do you expect from yourself in the next five years? Um, I, I know it sounds like a like an interview question, but where would you like to see yourself? Is it a consistent starter like every day at Montreal Impact? Is it maybe venturing overseas? Where do you where would you like to see yourself? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to think about you know what can happen in the five years, and a lot of things can happen, and you can see with me. From five years back, from five years back to now, a lot has changed. So it's hard to say, but I think I just want to see myself, you know, being in a professional environment and getting consistent games and doing well, scoring goals, getting assists, and being a real leader. I think, you know, obviously we all think about where, and I think it'd be great if I could be in Montreal still doing this because you know I could get I could see myself getting settled here or maybe trying it out in Europe. But I think it's all about you know where I am. It's more about where, like if I'm happy, the way that I'm playing. If I'm, you know, still close to my friends and family, that I think that's the most important part. But I mean, overall, I just want to say like it's got to be like next five years. I want to see myself, you know, playing consistent games, doing well in those games, you know, scoring goals, um, make creating assists, and just having, you know, my name out there and being uh, known. 
Definitely. And you're on your way. Like you're a super young player, super young midfielder with a with a bunch of talent. So we can definitely see that happening. And my next question is, so your thoughts on the CPL and FC Edmonton being a player that played at the club when you guys were in the NASL, um, what is it like to just, what's the vibe that you're getting? I know you're not home regular as regular as you were before, but what's the vibe you're getting even seeing some of your friends now playing for the, for the team? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great that they bought the club back. And I think the CPL in general is great for, you know, giving a lot of players opportunities. I have a, I have a, a couple good friends that are signing now. For, for other teams as well that, you know, I played with the national team that were from Vancouver, from Toronto and whatnot. So it was great to see. And especially for me to see the Edmonton club back, a lot of my friends that I knew from, you know, from four or five years ago were deserving of being in professional environments that I knew were, you know, as good as me and that could get to the next level are really getting that opportunity now because back then it wasn't available for everybody, obviously. And it's, it's great to see. And I just hope, you know, I think Edmonton will do very well with the players that we're going to bring. And uh, it's exciting to see. That's awesome. That's great. And um, any messages at all for any young fans, um, young fans or young players in general that are looking to embark on the same journey you are? I speak to players every day. They say, should I go to the States? Should I go to U Sports? Should I go to an academy? Should I not go to an academy? What would just be maybe one piece of advice that you would give a, a younger player? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, trust your gut with you know what you want to do and what the best balance is that you can get. But I think regardless of the environment that you put yourself it's put yourself in, it's all about, you know, being disciplined and staying focused to your task. And that's not just, you know, being disciplined about, you know, how you should act off the field in training. It's what you do in training and how accountable you hold yourself to in training and making sure you don't, you know, you don't lose, lose focus and make mistakes because that's you getting better every day, the, the less mistakes you make. And so you got to focus on the details and the little things that will help, you know, build your game. And then no matter where you are, especially with the way the game is growing in Canada and in North America. And no matter where you are, you'll get noticed if you if you, uh, if you start to progress. So just uh, put your head down, keep grinding, and stay focused on the task of you know getting a professional contract and having that professional uh, career. Love that message. Absolutely. That's, that's a great one. And um, is there anyone that you would like to give a quick shout-out to? I know we've been talking for a pretty long time now. Anyone that you know that's been sticking around to the end that will know that will watch, will listen to this through and through that you want to give a quick shout-out to? Uh, I can think of a couple guys, but I just want to say shout-out to, to all the guys back home in Edmonton, all my friends and homies that I know that, that I hope you know care about me enough to, to listen to this uh, cool experience. Um, hope you guys are all well, and see you soon, man, for Christmas break. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Shamit, thank you for joining us. Our, our our latest episode of Pro Focus. It's been a, a pleasure talking with you, and good luck in good luck in the upcoming adventures that you're having. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me. It's uh, great to see a project like this, you know, growing so much on social media in uh, Canada. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it.